is up, y'all? It's Bookster Bills Podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's your girl Erica Helling from ATL Shotty. ATL Shotty. And it's your favorite staff member, Shaq Helling from Augusta, Georgia. Well, you ain't my favorite. Because <laughs> somebody didn't show up for the you. staff meeting last week. Oh. <laughs> go ahead and tell it like it is. Did the staff meeting, did the staff meeting go on? And that's all I'm going to no. say about that. Hey, everybody. This is Jasmine Helling from Old Tyler, Texas. Old Tyler, Old Tyler Texas. Texas. Home on the range. Home on the range. Don't kick her. She's all I got. We're going to open up today's show with the message brought to you by... None other than your favorite staff member. Kick it off. Thank you so much. So is it okay if my question is two-part today? Not as much as you be crying about questions be long and stuff. Keep it concise. As much as it's just too long, you type too long, you text too long, you email too long, you talk too long, you just be talking too much. Well, friend, it's a good day to see you, to talk to you as well. I mean, I didn't really ask for all of that good. I was very happy when they said unto me, let us go and record a podcast. I didn't know that I was going to have to do any arguing today. You didn't already use up half the time that I've allotted for your question. Okay, so... Anyway, thank you for your permission. We're going to do a two-part question. So, we are talking about y'all's favorite colleague, Shonda. Oh, bless. So, you find out, and the rest of your staff members find out, that Shonda is presenting at a conference. Your supervisor has approved you and Shonda both to go. You, because it's your normal conference that you attend, and Shonda, because she is presenting. As it gets closer to the conference, about a week before... Shonda realizes that she forgot to book a hotel and she she finds out that there are are no longer any hotels. And your supervisor is aware of your relationship with Shonda. It's kind of rocky. And we all know that Shonda is very nasty. When your supervisor approaches you and says, hey, we know you're not presenting at the conference, but Shonda is. And so um, I'm presenting you with two options. If you don't mind, we would like to use your... um, Use your room for Shonda. Otherwise, you can room with Shonda at the conference. So, on a scale from one to pity, what is your response? Do you A, say, okay, and go? So, you can go and be like, hey, I don't mind rooming with Shonda, even though she nasty. Um, B, um, don't go and cancel your room reservation. C, say you have plans to stay with someone else from another school or job, depending on what kind of conference you're at. Or D, other. Jasmine, why don't you lead us off? Well, just because she nasty, that don't mean I'm going to miss out on my conference. So, um, I don't know if I would stay with her. I think I might stay with a friend. She can have my room. I'll stay with a friend. Okay. And that was the thing, right, that you say that you – because you said the, – the answer was that you say that you're staying with a friend, but you're not really. Yeah, you were going to lie and say, oh, I was already staying with the friend to say your room is packed. Oh, I missed your shade. Okay, so um, I just wrote him in. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think I would still say I'm staying with a friend. There's no room okay. at the end. 
So is that st- you? Would you really stay with the friend? Or you just gonna say it so that she can be messed up? I'm not staying with somebody that's nasty. <laughs> so, but would you? Well, that's what I was thinking. But and you gotta you share a bathroom with somebody. That's how you really know somebody. How they keep their bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Shonda snore loud too. Might we add? <laughs> just adding insults to injury, are we? Right. Is she paying um, for half yeah. the room. Okay, that's a whole nother story. Continue, <laughs> Erica. <laughs> yeah, I think that I would I would try my best. I think that I would try my best to find somebody else to stay with and then tell her that and then let her have my room. She gonna cover it the cost, full cost. Or I'ma lie and tell her that I'm staying with somebody just so I have to stay with her. Because I didn't stay in a nasty room, and I vowed to never do it again. That's what I'm saying, and I know you have friend. I know, um, and so, so I mean, I know what it's like to be in a nasty room. Personally, I'm gonna have to say, um, no, somebody was somebody else was already staying for me. I'm gonna lie and be like, well, you know, last conference that wasn't if I wouldn't, you know, if I had ever been to a conference that wasn't sponsored by the department, I'll be like, well, you know, that last conference that I went to, um, that was sponsored by my friend, I stayed with them, and then um, we're I'm returning the favor this time, so I actually don't have any room. Um, so I knew that we would say something like this. So my next part of the question is your supervisor says, well, your only option is to a, a room because it's it's paid for by the department. And remember, Shonda is presenting. So your supervisor says, well, you only got two options. Like I said, the other stuff. No, you either go and let her room with you or you stay at home and you say, um, OK, I'm going to go and let her room with me. So now that's your only option. Pretend you went to the conference and Shonda is rooming with you. How about you come from some sessions and you find Shonda up in there hooking up? And then she got somebody else in your bed hooking up too. Oh no, this is what? so convoluted. What? Okay, what y'all? Okay, I ain't even got no options. I just want to know what you're gonna do at this point. Because she, effect- I mean, she effectively having a whole ass sex party in your be- room. Man, Mm-mm. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stop what you're doing. You got to go. Or I'll call I housekeeping. Be like housekeeping. We need some new sheets. Have housekeeping interrupt that show. That's my bed. That one over there, that's who needs new sheets. Go on, get on up. You gotta get on up. <laughs> I don't even know. I think I would have been furious. Not only are you nasty, but now you're doing the nasty in both beds. You're nasty. Use a nasty, nasty class, classy, chassis, nasty, put some clothes on. I told you, don't walk out that house. Friend, without you. friend, we, we don't want to hear all that. Shaq, what would you do? Here you go. I just don't even well, know. We would we be about to fight. And I'm going to do, I would call HR. Because, I mean, we still at work. We are still at work. I'm calling HR. That is not because you if you was doing it in your bed, I would have been like, OK, with it, mind your own business. But you got some other folks in my bed. Oh, no. I don't know, I'm know what part HR. of the company policy that will fall under. Right. But. Well, HR can figure out the policy. It ain't my job. So I'm just going to send it to them. Um, but the reason I asked that question is that actually happened to somebody that I know. They were not presenting at a conference. Their colleague was, and they were um, forced. I don't even think they were given an option. They were like, um, you can just change your reservation to a double, and so-and-so is going to stay with you. And they were from a different department. Oh, 
hell no. And they came back and they weren't having, they weren't having a sex party, but they were having sex on their bed though. So like it was only two people, but it wasn't on the person's bed who was having sex. It was on the person who walked in on them. And so um, they were, they were very mad and they didn't really do anything. They just kind of told friends and was very passive aggressive about it. But I would call, like I said, I would call HR. Oh no, my supervisor already know if I'm going to a conference, I'm driving the rental car and I'm staying alone. Or if I'm only staying with one other person on the team and they know exactly who that person is, don't ask me to room with nobody else. See, I ain't, I mean, I'm not that ticky. I just went to a conference last, whenever I, remember when I met y'all in Atlanta, I was in a conference. I was at, y'all know I was at a conference, but the person I was rooming with hadn't, I hadn't had more than 10 minutes of conversation with him prior to going to that conference. And we were from the same school and I was fine with it. I mean, he stayed in the room the whole time. Um, In fact, when I did some social things, I invited him, but I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't really spend much time in the hotel room at conferences, so I'm good. Just don't be a thief. Yeah, I, I I still haven't really formulated my answer toward the question, but that that's because I, I I ain't got nothing. I don't. Whew, so Amen. with that, we're gonna go into our recap of last week or two weeks ago at this point. Last time Books to Bills was with you all, we talked about, well, we played a game called As Seen on TV, where we went through various relationship scenarios and asked our colleagues, what would you do? I have a text message I'd like to read that I got from one of our colleagues. Entertain us, please. I will. It reads, this is a small bit of the conversation. Erica. Y'all got jazz all in her feelings as if she was listening to some 90s R&B song because of the fact that y'all in Georgia and she in Texas. On the podcast, she was on some Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. Um, this, uh, and so then he also said, um, he also said, man, that 30-day challenge had me and my wife going at each other. And I was so confused, y'all like, what? And so he was like, the whole situation about the spouse thing. So him and his spouse were um, having a nice little debate. So we would love to hear what was going on with y'all and what y'all's thoughts were on the 30-day challenge. But that's some of the feedback we got from last episode. That same person um, also texts me. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I want to hear both sides of the story because I don't know this person, I guess. Well, he just said it was interesting that the level or quality of conversation you can have with your significant other in regards to being attracted to other people. I didn't know other people didn't do that. I mean, I could see... Like, what you mean? Like, I gave the example that my partner at the time, he found somebody else attractive and he brought it to me like, hey, I find this person attractive at work. And so we talked about it. Like, what about her is attractive? Um, is it, quali- you know, quality of conversation? Is it the way that she looks? Like, we just had to talk about it. Some people act like they spouse or significant other ain't going to be attracted to somebody else ever. Shaq, how you oh, I'm about to say? 
No, no, no. I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking, so, because I believe, like, I I'm not trying to, like, encourage infidelity and things, but it is my belief that no matter, like, no matter, like, who you see attractive, you would still, you know, you can be like, okay, they're attractive, and I go on about my business. But how do you navigate, like, when you really, 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 like, the person of, like, the finest person that you know? Or something, or you meet somebody they really, really, really attractive, and then you get to know them. Maybe it's because you work with them, and they also beautiful on the inside. Mm. How do you do that? In a, like, you're in a you... relationship. Yeah, like you have to. Because naturally, I feel like you go. Yeah, because I feel like naturally you're going to like when you. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and maybe it's me saying this as a single person. Like when you meet people, you. I automatically start to choose, like I choose whether or not I like them or whether they look good, all this kind of stuff. And like, if you look good in and out, okay, I'm going to have to start liking on you. I don't mean no harm. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start liking you. I will go do that anyway. You have to choose like, okay, although I find this person attractive, I'm choosing my partner. And you make edits accordingly. If that person in the department, maybe you're not going to see that person on your social break during the work day. Okay. I just, I mean, I, I just find it hard to be like, oh, you finding all, you're beautiful on the inside and out, but I'm in a relationship next. Uh, I done had that conversation before. Like, uh, don't come to my office no more. You cute. And I'm trying to stay faithful. I think that just comes with a level of maturity. And I think it also just shows your commitment to the person that you're with. And I think it's like, and I, I think it's a natural reaction though too. Like, I think self-control come is rooted in choice. And so like, you just have to be like, like Jasmine said, like I'm not going to choose you over the other person. So I agree, but I'm sure that's hard. Okay. Well, I didn't get much, uh, I didn't get much feedback on Twitter. Um. Yeah, I didn't get much. We did get uh, feedback on Snapchat, though. Our friend. Um. So actually, it's funny because we were responding to something we saw on social media from Lauren, and she responded to that. And so I got a good laugh for it on the podcast. I mean, on Snapchat the other night. Remember Erica in our workout group? She was reflecting about how she laughed about the ambulance comment so i just really love lauren is one of my favorite colleagues because she is definitely going to listen and she's Mm -hmm. definitely gonna let us know about it and i just need other people of our on average 100 listeners shall i add so thank you so much we love you and appreciate you but um i I want some more people to uh let us know how they feel please i was trying to think of a song with those lyrics and didn't come to me quick enough so i'll bypass this one so I'm glad because we're tired of hearing you singing. This ain't no damn sister act. This books to bills. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to my haters. So on this week's episode, we'll be we will be talking about, and we already gave you a hint, conferencing. You should somebody should put some hand claps right there. I really felt that. Amy. <laughs> Amy. And so our first question for the evening, and I do urge my colleagues to have your agendas out because some people have talking points and others do not. The first question, what is one thing you've gained from attending a conference? Parentheses, brief response, close parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) 
You are really tickled. That must be some good wine. It is. It is from Walmart. It was less than $10. It's actually a mix of two brands. I'm first. Um, I go to conferences for new perspective. Like, that's something I think if people know me, know is really important to me. Like, I'm always willing and eager to gain new perspective. And so I feel like conferencing is a really good way to do that because you meet all these different people who maybe you would assume don't share your perspective or wouldn't be able to speak on something that you're interested in. And you find that to be false very quickly in a lot of situations. And I mean that for both sessions, so academic sessions and also social settings. So. I am going to conferences to gain a new perspective and understanding. Next. Perfect. So on that same note, Erica, I go to conferences. So I feel like in our field, you have to commit to lifelong learning. And I think everybody says that about their field, but I really, really think it in ours. Um, Because, you know, every day, a lot of our stuff deals with like social justice. And so as we know, like, um, language changes, preferences change and that kind of thing. And so I really go to conferences. Oh, excuse me. I really go to conferences to stay abreast on the like the right languages, the, the best ways and best practices to work with our students so I can always be inclusive and be able to, like, I guess, work with them and handle situations properly. Um, now, you get you get a lot of stuff. You're going to learn a lot of stuff in your sessions. And sometimes I'm always like, OK, is this really the right? Um, like, can I bring this back to my school? That kind of thing. But no matter what, like the languages they use, just the different demeanors of the presenters and different things like that, you can take everywhere. So just talking side connect. I mean, side chats with like colleagues and stuff just hearing about what is this school doing or how are they catering to xyz different population that kind of stuff so i just like to say say abreast on you know topics and things that are going on so i would say giving new well self-awareness because like y'all say i thought you were about to say you give the new perspectives i was gonna say well you better go be presenting at all the conferences no um it's tech like it's a law that we have to have continuing education hours so, you know, in the medical field, which you can understand, it changes all the time, probably more uh, more than some other areas. But I would say self-awareness and biases. Like when you get around different groups of people, you realize, you know, how you make judgments or how you may be perceived. And it kind of makes you want to change up your practice. Okay. And side question, have... Any of you presented at conferences before? Not at a national conference, but I have re- yeah, regionally. Same. What about you, Jess? I said I have when I was an undergrad, oh, okay. not as a um like a graduate student or a professional. Got you. So the second question for Shaq and Jazz, how do you request funding for conferences slash how do you pay for conferences? And this can be for sorority or social or work, any kind of conference. So definitely think very broad. I like how you pointed out sorority, but you didn't say fraternity. Sorority. I didn't group. I just forgot to say it because Mm. I only wrote sorority in my notes. Spare me. Um, for me at the beginning of the fiscal year, I always submit my plans to my supervisor, like about stuff that I want to do. And then I think um, my supervisor looks at everybody's plans across the departments and figures out how like the different conferences and stuff, how they can all help, um, how they can basically help the department gain new knowledge and they approve them in that regard. Um, that being said, last year I submitted a request for two to go to two conferences and I ended up going to eight damn conferences 
Um, <laughs> yeah, one of them was for my students, so I guess it really don't count. But it was so I went to seven, if you will. Did you go um, to the and conference? I, ended up, I went to the two that I um wanted to go to, but I had to pay for one of them. Then so NASPA was the one that I paid for, which is also the one that Jasmine gives us all the flack for. For me, uh, she said that we partied the whole time. Well, hell, if I'm gonna be paying for the conference to go to, I feel like I can party. I can parlay all I want to. Anyway, that's a that's a whole other conversation. I'm but, glad um, you know that was a whole other conversation because you didn't even have to insert it right. here. I just wanted to let the people know. Um, anyway, for this year, I um I've been promised that I'm I'm going to get that one paid for since I have a heavier a much heavier caseload, um, which is also a different um conversation. Lastly, I'll say that if I'm going to like a personal conference, which the only personal stuff that I really went to is like the conventions and conferences for my fraternity. And of course, that's all out of pocket. Um, like other than when, like a long time ago in undergrad, they used to, the chapter used to pay. But hell, I ain't I ain't doing any of that now. I'm not in any chapters that's going to pay for it. And so, hell, I ain't even in a chapter right now at all. And I know that sounds bad, but hell, I see I foresee a little change in my future, if you will. So I don't feel like joining anything locally. Okay, me. I would say that I send in a request to my supervisor if I'm interested in anything, <clears throat> excuse me, or if a conference is coming up, my supervisor will present it to the team and ask who would want to go. I'm the only one on my team that doesn't have children or is not married. And so usually I'm the one that's going to these conferences, which most of the time I don't mind. But I did have a situation that came up where my director, who was open, my supervisor, asked me to go to this particular conference um, individually and didn't present it to the team. And that was problematic because the team felt like I didn't or I get more opportunities than they do, which is not true because I, I, I asked the audience, would you guys like to go? And they said no. So I think they were just in their feelings like they didn't even get asked. They weren't able to go anyway. <laughs> but they were just in their feelings. I th- See there. I th- that's that's why I always get mad when people be trying to like get mad about stuff that one they don't either they either don't have a solution to or they can't they just can't fix or you know or be any part of the damn solution. You know your ass can go so just leave it alone. Yeah, so why you mad? I thought she was. I, was, I thought that was about to go the other way. That you were going to say that, and maybe you hinted at it that you were disappointed that your director didn't bring it up to everybody just to be equitable, if you will. Um, I think that I easily switch into a team lead role, and everybody just assumes that you know I I would go, and so they don't speak up or sign up for things, and so when my director does activate that team lead and ask me to go to places they get upset so i don't it's just like a what do you what do you want Mm, got you got you good feedback y'all all right our next one thank you kindly thank you kindly (laughs) the next one how do you choose the sessions you attend So for me, it really depends on what my interests are at the time. So in the past, when I've attended sorority conferences, it hasn't really been a bunch of options. And so you just go to whatever's at the time slot. Um, So I'm going to go to those things. But then um, 
for work conferences, um, for instance, the last time I went to a conference, which was NASPA, I would I knew that I was going to be job searching um, sooner than later, like not as soon as I ended up doing it, but I knew that I wanted to leave and I knew that I wanted to be going into a career that service um, first generation students, underrepresented minority students. Um, that was something I really want. So I went to a lot of sessions pertaining to how to serve those students better um, at institutions of higher education. Um, and so that was really my plan. So I could have more point talking points, things to research when I went into interviews, which I did. Um, and then um, also I tried to um, attend, conf- I'm sorry, sessions about things that maybe I wouldn't typically be interested in, um, such as one time I, uh, one conference I went to, one session, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Let me slow down. One session I went to that I didn't particularly have a lot of interest in, but I know they really honestly do fall into the underrepresented minority population or were foster students. And I sat in a session about these students and how they go through so much transition just you know, being a foster student and then to come to college, like living on campus is a really big deal for them. Like, you know, some students are looking for scholarships, I mean, are looking for internships, they're looking for somewhere else to stay. Like, and so it was just really interesting to hear about that. So I would say in conclusion, I'm definitely going for something that really pertains to my current interests to just learn more, but then also going to different sessions that I wouldn't typically go to to pique new interests in me. I would say the same thing, but it's hard when I do go to a conference with coworkers and there's multiple sessions, we try to split up and cover as much as we can so that we can bring that information back to the team. So sometimes I'll end up in a session that I don't really, you know, have a strong interest in, but it's still good information for others on the team, and I'll bring it back. That's definitely an interesting perspective because the last time I went to NASPA, I didn't go with any coworkers. I went by myself because my um, lovely institution did not pay for it um, because they did not support higher education or student affairs. I'll just put that out there. And um, <laughs> I'm going to insert it in here. Yeah. Yeah. If it, insert the fight song, if you will. Um, but no, they did not support their admissions um, employees doing student affairs, professional development. But I got to go by myself. So I didn't really have that problem. And thankfully, I mean, me and all my friends, Shaq being one of them, we were all there together. But when sometimes we would go to sessions together, but most of the time I was going to things by myself, which I thought was, which I felt was very empowering because it is easy to go to conferences and just want to follow your friends around. And then you realize you ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think a good segue into that is especially if you know you want to do some social things, like, you got to be really serious about your business in the daytime. So, our next question is, my phone keep going to uh, blacking out so quick. <clears throat> How do you find the balance between sessions and social events? Shaq, you're first. Friend, I'm offended. At what? Why you didn't ask me, uh, how do I choose sessions? Are you trying to imply that I don't go to sessions? Friend. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> By your social media, I mean, don't look I go like to... you learned anything. Uh-uh. See there? I, that's why I had to say that earlier. That is why I had to say it, because I knew at some point this was going to be brought up. Shoot. Like I said, when I pay for the conferences, I can do what I want to do. Anyway, um, 
I go to sessions a few, but I would say in terms of choosing balance, it depends because usually my times don't conflict. Like my times for socials don't conflict with the turn up time because I was going to go to the turn up anyway. And the turn up is going to take priority because honestly, I feel like I can do more networking in the party after a drink or two. And it's acceptable to have a drink or two. Um, I can do more networking. I'm safer in those spaces. Like I'm more social. And so I was going I'm going to them. They're my number one priority. And then I'm going to go to the session second. Now, if if it's a, you know, like say it's a and I ain't never been to a conference like this, but if they were having shit at night that was like all educational every now and then I could go. But most of the time it just don't conflict because all the conferences that I, that I go to, they know that everybody wants to have a good time. So they're very respectful and they do <clears throat> conferences early in the morning, a few in the evening. And then most um, all the turn ups and socials are in the evening um, at night. And just so y'all know, my friend was deliberately left out of the last question because we knew we had a lot of questions to ask and we didn't want our um, episode to be long and overdrawn. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Any, in, anyway, um, I can only process so much educational information. Um, and so at some point, and then the other thing too, especially going to... I'll just claim by saying this. A lot of my conference experience comes from NASPA. Like... Have I even ever, I think I've only ever been to one of other conference maybe. And so like, if you're not familiar with NASPA, it is huge. Like we're talking like <clears throat> probably easy a hundred sessions. Or, well, I'm going to say a hundred. Easy like 30. It's over a hundred sessions. No, I'm going to say, I would say easy 15 to 20 sessions every every hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about countless sessions an hour. It might even be more than that. And so it some of them do get redundant. And so, you mean, you've been the one of our first-generation college students. You've probably, you probably been the most of them. And then because NASPA tends to be way more socially aware, um, a lot of them are going to be about social justice. And so it's only so much of that stuff you can really hear and process through, you know, well. And so for me, I'm trying to get stuff that I know I can take really good notes on, really remember. I'm really trying to be personal about what I listen to. And so I don't have to go to sessions all day in order to get that. And then for me, similar to what Shaq was saying, the social events really do equal networking. Like people are a lot more of of their real selves, even though some people at conferences really do be putting on for the conference. I'd be like, baby, calm down. It's ain't nobody checking for you at the conference, but thank you. Spare us. Spare us, please. But, you know, you can really network with some people. And the good thing, too, is a lot of people be looking for people they can mentor. Sometimes it's a little, like, icky, but nevertheless, like, people are looking to connect with people. So you just have to have a balance between the two. Because if you're in sessions all day, you don't have time to talk to anybody about common interests and get business cards. You just don't. So you got to have that balance between the two. Friend, yes. I just pulled up our calendar from last NASPA and tell me why this is 50 sessions per per block. Yeah, but I, I guess that's how it have to be if it's because it's like six, seven, eight thousand folks there. So I guess that makes sense. But that's 50 sessions. My God, today. And I was getting ready to say 50 sessions per hour, but I sometimes I over exaggerate, but it's it's a lot. So it's a lot of redundancy. Jasmine, how is it for you? Because I know we talk, we always talk about the same conference because that's the one me and Erica have been to, but we've also been to quite a few that's not the same one. But Jasmine, being from a completely different field, how would you say, like how many on average are your, how many, uh, uh, excuse me, how many sessions are there per block on average for the conferences that you attend? Oh, okay. So the one that I just went to in Savannah, 
that no, you parlayed all around the town on. Say <laughs> it. I don't think that right. it was 50, but one thing that I did notice that they did differently was that they had one big ballroom and they had multiple tables. It had to be about at least 25, 30 tables in that ballroom. And each ballroom was a press. I mean, each table in the ballroom was a different presentation. And during this, you know, hour slot, you could pick, you know, two presentations to go to. I don't think I like that, but that was a way to get more information into a time slot. Mm, So was it like poster presentations? Like research and stuff? or It was research. And some was table talk, like um, creating an action plan in your community, things like that. That's interesting. I've never seen anything like that. I definitely need to broaden my conference horizon. I hated it. It's a big ballroom. I can I can barely hear what you're trying to say. It's a whole bunch of other people talking. I just envisioned a science project day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm singing in my head. Yeah. So talking about your network, what is your networking strategy for conferences? Jazz, you're up. Okay, so speaking about the conference in Savannah, I knew that I had two agendas. I had one to find someone that I wanted to do my assignment on, which was to interview a midwife that had been in practice for a while. And then another one was to link with somebody in a particular birthing center that I would like to work in. And so I even I found two people that I was interested in. I kind of looked at their work, what they were presenting on, and then I emailed them ahead of time to say like, you know, hey, I'm coming, I'm attending conference. I'm interested in what your research is in. I plan to attend your sessions and I would like to, you know, have a sit down with you, maybe 15, 20 minutes um, because I have a few questions. And I think they honored that better than me kind of approaching them at the conference in the midst of everything else, trying to get those task accomplished. That is very smart. And I got precedence. Like, you know, you ever been to a a session and then everybody got questions afterwards? They going up to the speaker and trying to shake hands or whatever. Um, One of the speakers is like, okay, I would love to answer everybody's question. But um, I do have a meeting with Jasmine after this. And so I'm going to um, have to delay answering questions. I was like, yes, you got priority because I've already requested that time from you. I like that a lot. Like, I never thought to do that. Uh, Go ahead, Shay. You can consider that stolen. You can consider that stolen. I hope I hope it's a benefit for, for all out there. Right. Because, and I hate, don't y'all hate when y'all go to conferences and you want to, you really interested in the, the whatever the session was and you go up to the uh, front and you know the line long, but it's somebody who want to have this long ass yes. conversation like it ain't nobody else behind them. I'm like, sis, bro. Like, you being real inconsiderate, you not about to get no job. It's also the same person who be having the same, the conference bag full of shit. You know how the conference is always be the bag. <laughs> the regular bag. <laughs> yes, the regular bag. It's the same. That's the person who got pamphlets and everything from all across, knowing they ain't going to look at their mess no more. Oh, they want might, them free but pens. I know I, I stopped picking this stuff up. Now I keep the pens. But I stopped picking them papers up. I'd be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because I'm just going to throw it away. Right. You might as well give it to somebody who's going to take advantage of it. Right. 
So I think that's a strategy that has worked for me. If you don't create like a 15 minute side conversation somewhere else, just be like, hey, you know, after your presentation that evening is a mixer. I would love to connect with you there so that they're not having to go outside of what they had already planned to do. Now, that's smart. That's real slick. Um, for me, when I network, I'm definitely getting business cards. Now I do tend to, it's just kind of a thing. People always, people have stacks upon stacks of business cards and you're going to get so many, but I definitely always put to the side the ones of people who really did, you know, like say something that resonated with me or people that I really would like to stay in contact with. Um, something that my cousin gave me when I was younger and I was in, um, undergrad, he was like, when you get business cards from people, write a little note on the back so that you can remember who they are. And so I always do that, especially people that I hope to connect with later on. And then when I get back within like the first three to five days of getting back from the conference, I always send those people's e- people emails and yes. I, with whatever I write on the back of the business card is typically something that I want to reference in the email. So for instance, I had this very long conversation with the VPSA. It was a female VPSA of a school in California. It's thousands of schools in California, y'all. Um, and she had had such a great conversation with me and two of my other friends about just being a female in higher education and finding love. Like it was just a really well-rounded conversation. It was really great. And so when I emailed her to check in, I was like, you know, thank you so much for your insight, you know, about how to climb the ladder, if you will, as a woman in higher education, blah, 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 blah. I really hope to stay connected with you. So to kind of round out my conversation, she never responded to me. Um, never responded to my email. Um, and that does happen to me sometimes that I will take the time to follow up people and they will not get back to me. However, there have been people, um, which is just reminding me in this conversation, I need to reach back out to this, uh, this woman who really connected with me at the last NASPA. Um, and she talked to me before she talked to me before I went on my interview for the, the job that I just got. And we talked a little bit while I was in California and I need to follow back up with her now to just tell her everything. Cause she, I had talked to her about the job and about how I was nervous and I ended up getting a job. And so we need to catch up. So I do have people that have really made an effort to stay connected with me. So just putting putting those fillers out there and some of them will bite and some of them won't. But, you know, you'll never be able to say you didn't do it. So that's pretty much my strategy. I feel so good when I get back and I get an email from so-and-so or so-and-who like, nice to meet you at the conference. I personally don't reach out to people using the business cards unless I need something or at least unless I promised them that I was going to give them something. I don't really reach out. Um, cause I don't, I mean, I just don't be thanking folks for stuff that they were going to do anyway. So, um, but when people do it to me, I just really feel good. And then I respond to them. I make sure, but as far as like making the first step, unless I need to give you something or I need something from you, I'm not going to send an email. Because, I mean, chances are you met 10 other folks or 20 other folks and gave them your card. You still ain't going to remember me. And if we can't help each other, ain't no need to meet, really. But that's like the the warming part. Like, okay, I might need you in the future. We might need each other. So let me just reach out and say, you know what? We had a great conversation over barbecue. And it was just so lovely. It took like two seconds. I think, Shaq, I think I get where you're coming from because that's so your personality not to really waste time doing things that aren't super meaningful. Um, on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> I'm being real. Um, but on the other hand, I agree with Jasmine because 
yeah, maybe you didn't really, maybe you have in the back of your mind, I don't really need anything for that person right now, but maybe later, uh, of the 30, of the 100 people that that person gave a business card, you know, maybe 15 of those people actually emailed. And what if you in that number? You know what I mean? What if you in that number? So I think it's definitely something to consider, especially if you're trying to be strategic about it. But I definitely get where you're coming from. That's why... I my first two conferences I emailed everybody that I got a business card from but then I realized I was like I honestly don't have complete interest in connecting with these people long term and so I was very selective about the people that I emailed afterwards and it was it it worked it worked so I definitely agree with being purposeful and you know not necessarily wasting time but be strategic it's, it's my, like my daddy said it ain't what you know it's who you know and I, I, I can honestly attest to that in my own personal life so Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, you're like you said, you know, I ain't, I'm just ain't gonna say anything. <laughs> That's, That's what you've been doing. Well, Jasmine. Well, thank y'all. Well, first of all, thank y'all for such a productive conversation on conferencing today. Listen, colleagues, I hope y'all got something from that. If you're getting ready to go to a conference, never been to a conference, maybe getting ready to submit a proposal to present at a conference, let us know your thoughts on that. But I hope we were able to give you some just insight today on our conference experiences. Um, and as always, let us know when you reach out to us on our social media. And Jasmine, it's your turn. Okay, so this week, let me think back. I finished... Clock Dance by Ann Tyler. And that was something that I received in an email from Barnes and Noble because they're having a book club meeting next Wednesday. So I'm going to go to that. And I was a little nervous because usually my supervisor, my director and I are avid readers. And so we kind of, you know, read the same book, talk about it over lunch. And I invited her to this book club. And she said, well, I'm not interested in that. Um, maybe next time. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to still read the book and go. So I'll, I'll let y'all know how it is next week. I'm excited. I hope it's not, I hope it's some younger people there. Cause 10, 10 be, you know, older white women are at these book clubs. So let's see. I will see. Um, next I'm I got a read. friend on Instagram who, uh, go ahead. Who isn't like a, what do you call it? Like a, a virtual book club and so they get on what this like software maybe it's even google hangout or something and it's like all of them they get on there and then they talk about the book every so often and it's it's real and actually the well, the friend that i know he actually lives in dallas well it's not tyler but lives in dallas and i think um a, a great deal of the rest of them are but it's easy i, I would imagine that it's easier because you don't have to drive somewhere and physically be there and you still can connect through you know technology so that's cool i would love some information on that As in, you want me to reach out and get you some information? Yes. <laughs> I mean, That's why just... I was looking at you like, can I get some information? Okay, okay I will do that. Girl, you see him be reaching out to people at the conference. He's surely finna reach out to somebody he knows. That's why I gave him a look like, friend, I need you to follow through with this. I will, friend. Okay, thank sure you. Enough. And if I don't, you gonna text me and remind me. Yes, I am. <laughs> Leave said, this on red until complete. I got my Olivia Pope tonight. <laughs> Moving on. I wish y'all see Erica. She over here drinking this wine. I'm just glad she it. happy and smiling. Whatever it takes. She's happy. That was all you had, Jess? Oh, that's for the book. No, Hold I cut up. you off. You had something else. I'm going to do oh, uh, Ask Nurse Huh? Okay. 
Okay, so this week I got a lot of questions, but the one that I wanted to address was about how I approach interviewing clients. And I think it could work maybe, Erica and Shaq, for your students, how you have conversations with students. And so I use a technique called motivational interviewing. Have you guys heard of that? Nope, but you're going to tell us. Yeah. You, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> Erica, I think I have. But J- just say no. I have But, um, okay, so the scenario that I would like to use is if, if, a, if a patient comes in and they have high blood pressure, they're following up with me. I could say, your test came back, you have high blood pressure and, you know, diabetes. Here's the medication that you need to, to take. What prescription, I mean, what pharmacy do you want me to send it to? I could say that, but there's no client interaction with that. And they're less likely to follow up with the treatment plan. So when I walk into a room, I might present the information like, you know, we ran some tests last week. The, The results were not that great. And it shows that you have high blood pressure and diabetes. How do you feel about those results? And they might say, oh, I, you know, I thought so because it runs in my family. Um, you kind of get, get That's that. That's definitely what I'm going to respond. Yeah, you get that perception. Or you might say, man, that makes me really, you know, stressed out because my mama died from high blood pressure. You kind of get more of their background Literally, and story. That's definitely what I would say. Why are you stepping on my toes today, fam? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you cut her off. No, no, I was joking that both examples that she said were literally my story. Oh. Even though I I had never told her that. So, let me see. What else would I I add? I would say, well, how do you feel about possibly, you know, taking medication for these things? And they might say, well, my mom used to take medication for it and she gained weight. Because a lot of black folks back in the day, they took they gave them steroids or di- or diuretics for high blood pressure and it made them gain all this weight. And so now black people in the community, they don't want to do anything for their blood pressure. They're like, well, I, you know, I'll just eat better or I'll do this because they're scared of gaining all this weight. So by asking these open ended questions, you get how they really feel about it, because there's no point in me prescribing a medication if you're not going to follow through with it. I get that. And maybe we can steer on something else. If you're adamant about not taking medication, okay, well, let's not waste time talking about it. What do you want to do about your high blood pressure? Would you change your diet? You want to start walking every day? Whatever we can do that would improve your health and you stay consistent with it. So I love motivational interviewing. Open-ended questions um, to motivate change. So what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to go to my student and be like, I see that you have flunked out of five classes. How do you feel about that? No. Can I can I do something with you? So we actually in this. If I say no, you still going to do it. Yeah. And so (laughs) this last training I went to was on was on coactive coaching and it is very similar. And so check. Be, indulge me, please. So, Shaq, I see. I'm what looking do you at. What I'm finna. 
Just listen. I said, indulge me. Feelings. Check so, you your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Erica's facial expression were representative of more or were more indicative of her feelings than her words were in her tone. Oh no, I was just finna like. So Shaq, I was looking at your grade report, and it's looking like you you failed five classes. You know what's going on? Gotcha. Are you on no, the play? No, no, no. I need you to answer it seriously. Well, I just, um, I didn't like my professors. And I mean, everybody knew my professors. Was, I mean, everybody, don't nobody like my professors. Like, I'm telling you, they told me from the first day I had a bad schedule. Okay. So when you say you don't like your professors, what is it that you don't like about them? What makes them poor professors? I don't know. They just, they don't even know how to teach, man. I'm for real. So when you've had good, when you've had good experiences with teachers, what, what okay, were I'm the components of those? But I'm see, done. like, shit. I'm trying to make a point here. I was that was about to be the last question. Okay. Damn. And so we learned in our training, like, you listen for things that the student isn't saying, and so like you get them to dig deeper into like what the actual issue is. So it's here, like, you know, maybe this teacher just isn't teaching in a way that they can understand, and that's why they don't like them, and it just frustrates them or whatever. So that's how I took that. It's, the, it's, the, same, it's the same premise. So what oh. you did is you let them know that you heard their their response because you gave it back to them. And then you asked a follow up question. Right. That's and it. we could go on like we did the activity. We did the activity with um our, like with just with our team in house. And like you could literally go on for hours just asking questions because like you literally just keep uncovering all these things. Like when you ask those kinds of questions with people. So. I think that's, it definitely gets you deep. Yeah, I agree. I've had really good success with it, with my clients. Well, may I have a response to your uh, segment today, Jasmine? Yes. Thank you so much. You was going to so do it. First thing, I am so jealous of you. And well, I'm going to do it anyway, that's how I am. I'm so jealous of you and the fact that you just be doing all of this reading. Like, I really love it. I appreciate Retweet. it. And I tried to, like, I have, I tr- like, probably a month and a half ago, I had said, okay, I need to read some books over the summer. And I failed tremendously. And so I know that, you, I know that reading is your passion. So it makes it that much easier. But shit, I just, I cannot get with the program. I'm trying. Did you Y'all, my uh, mama. know what <laughs> the method? Because this month of July, I put on my uh, goal sheet that I was going to sit down and read the Mars Room, like actually turn the pages of the novel. Didn't happen. I think I got to like chapter two. But I love me a good audiobook. I can clean the house and listen or do whatever. So I think finding a method that works well for you, it may not be sitting in the sitting in the bed reading a novel. Um, it might be listening to an audiobook, or if you do want to read a novel, like an actual paperback or hardback, say, okay, every day I'm just going to read a chapter. Cause it gets overwhelming if you like, oh, I'm going to read a book. Okay. Break it down. Do a, do a chapter a day. And something that you're a subject that you're interested in too. I think that's my thing, too. Like, I find now that I'm always struggling to find a book that I'm interested in. And I try to always give it a chapter. And then after that, I'm like, I don't even want to read this no more. I'm not interested in anything else on these pages. <laughs> but, y'all, my mama done bought me and my mama done gave me another Kindle. 
because she got her new Kindle. My mama's an avid reader as well. And so she got her new Kindle. So she's like, Erica, I got you a Kindle. Now, if you don't want it, you don't have to take it. If y'all remember the last story, I told y'all about this Kindle. She was like, if you don't want it, just give it back. My feelings ain't going to be hurt. I said, all right, mom, I need about six months to just really get in it. Just give me six months to get acclimated to the Kindle and just really see what I can do. And so the other night I downloaded a book. She doesn't know it, but this Kindle is still under her Amazon account. And so I bought a $13 book. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Betty. And I'm dead. When I bought the book, it said, thanks, Donna. <laughs> so she don't know she's still logged in and I'm not going to tell her. And I know she's not going to listen to the podcast. So I just, I downloaded. No, your daddy going to listen and tell her. <laughs> I, Mr. I, John, I, if you listening, please tell Miss Donna. Come on, daddy. You know how we do, daddy. Don't do this. Um, I know this may be controversial for some, but um, I was reading Charlemagne the God's book two months ago and I stopped because I left Baton Rouge and had to give it back to the library <laughs> so I stopped <laughs> <laughs> you could have kept it and just mailed it back no I didn't even want to be responsible for that it was just too much and um, so I, I bought that book again and so I hope to continue reading it because honestly of all the books I had tried in that season and I had tried like six books it was the only one that really just stuck for me so I'm really trying to get back into reading and I think I am definitely going to adopt like maybe the 30 minutes a night before I go to bed I'm not even going to base it on chapter I'm just going to like 30 minutes a night I'm going to read and I have found that when I do that as the book becomes more and more interesting, I want to finish the chapter. I want to read another chapter. So uh, one of our friends, Justin, I don't know if you know this, Shaq, but he's very avid. He's a very avid reader as well. And he was like, he doesn't let one day go by without reading. And I think that is so honorable, admirable, good, any other adjective you want to use. I think that is so just mature. And I just ain't, I ain't there. I'm trying. One day. One day. One day. When the, when the book is read, we'll be smart. We will be smart. Be smart. Whoa, reading. Reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my segment today, I want to talk about something I know. Oh, I have one more thing. I have oh, okay. one more thing I want to say about Jasmine. When you mentioned about, about the fact that you invited your supervisor to the thing and she said I don't think that'll be interesting see that kind of stuff pisses me off I now I realize every time you invite somebody they don't have to come but it's so defeating and pissing me offish that when <laughs> when I invite somebody places and they don't come I'll be like I bet I won't invite your ass next time no I respect I that I you know what that. if I haven't learned anything else from my director it's been don't spend your time where you don't want to be so I would rather her say I don't that book doesn't interest me I don't want to go. And she actually encouraged me not to go to the other book club. So if y'all remember last time I said I was going to that book club off a of meetup. Mm-hmm. Well, they was reading a book yes, that I didn't yes. want to read. And I was forcing myself to read. It and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Maybe I'll pick up next month when they pick a better book. Mom. So I just respect, you know, if you don't want to go, don't go. Yeah. I agree. Well, I like that philosophy, but it still pisses me off. <laughs> so this next segment, you know, really hits home for a lot of people that I know. Um, and I just wanted to dialogue for a little bit about the unfortunate stabbing of Naya Wilson in Oakland, California. 
um what was so interesting about this story for me is that me and my team members and my job we were literally in oakland um a day and a half maybe two days if not shorter before she was stabbed her and her sister were attacked and um the reason why i found out about it is because my one of my co-workers stayed behind after we left she stayed an additional week in oakland and one of our co-workers had put it in a group like hey you know mel make sure you're okay out there and so i don't know i'm just so heartbroken for this family i'm heartbroken for the sister like watching her sister die like and i'm just so I'm also so desensitized to it all. Like, I find myself often skipping over stories like this on Facebook because I just can't stand to see another story. And it's just so unfortunate because Naya, um, Naya and the other people, black people who have been murdered for just simply being black these past couple of weeks are literally being filed away in a bucket full of murdered black people. Like, and it's even sad that it's so trivial for me to say. Like, um, so I just want to know y'all's thoughts on it. I do have a Facebook post I want to read too, but how are y'all feeling about everything? Jazz? I think it hits really close to home because my dad is from Oakland. So Bart is used really often. He has stories about riding Bart. Um, and so to think, man, people can't even go to work and live. People just can't live. They have to worry, always be on guard and worried about something. It's, it's a sad reality. That's true. Um, for me, I feel like I have, in a sense, fallen victim of the intentions of the system because I will be completely honest. I saw this come across. Um, I saw this come across like social media somewhere and I just clicked on it. And I saw like another black person had died and I went on about my day because I was like, I can't continue to let myself, I don't know, I struggle with it because I'm like, one side of me is saying I can't continue to let myself get all stressed out about the fact that we're getting killed left and right and nobody is caring about it. But then the other part of me is like, okay, Sheila, if you don't let yourself get worked up about it, nobody else will. Um, And so until you actually told us that we were going to talk about this on the podcast, I didn't know all the details. I knew that it was a black girl who died. I didn't know why. Um, Well, hell, America still don't know why, because it was just so random. But I didn't like I hadn't acquainted myself. And I feel like to a certain extent, I have to do that because, I mean, y'all, it was really getting me bad. Like at the very beginning, I guess starting with Trayvon Martin and like right after that, it was really hitting home for me. I was very nervous and stuff like is this really could be me. And like soon after that, you know, I had I got stopped by a police and yelled at him and a gun pointed at um, and everything after that. I was really hurt. You know, I, my feelings were hurt, different things like that. Um, oh, and it was really have I ever told you about this, Erica? No, no. And I'm like, me and Jasmine looking at each other like, I know you. This is not something he would lie about just to get listens. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, no, 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 no. When I was an intern at Texas A&M in College Station, I used to go running. Um, I mean, as I do now, and I was running on this um, on the golf course on campus, and it's a lot of people out there. Most of them were white. It was one other man of color. He um, he was running. Well, that he may he may have been walking. Well, and the police followed me from the time I left the residence hall to the time I got alongside this um, golf course. And he get like he turns his lights and sirens on me like random while I'm far down the street. But it was a 
quite a few bystanders, if you will. And he gets out of the car. And he's like, sir, put your hands up. Put your hands up. And I'm nervous as fuck. Like, what have I done? Anyway, he eventually tells me he because um, I, I cooperated. I was very nervous. I was shook up. And he eventually tells me that he stopped me because I look like somebody who has been stealing bikes on campus. No. no bikes y'all no so 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 real quick i you know me i'm gonna go follow up and look and find out who the hell been stealing bikes so i used to be up on the because it was the university police i used to be on their facebook all the time i was on college station um facebook just trying to see y'all when they eventually found the person who was stealing the bikes why this man was skinny as a damn lamb and he had a whole high top on his head mind you i'm fat as fuck and i got a fade there's no way I could have been mistaken for this dude. So anyway, that whole thing happened. Well, I I went until I had two supervisors because I was doing a dual internship and my supervisor of color. He was so hurt for me. But my white supervisor, she was just like, oh, I hate to happen to you. And then that was it. So this has happened to me before. And every like everything after that, it really hit home. And it got to a point where I was like, I just got to stop focusing on this kind of stuff because I would be, you know, I would suffer from what what kind of fatigue is it? I mean, it ain't Black, racial uh, battle fatigue, racial, but it's something. I mean, I mean, I, I guess it's racial it's battle, racial battle I, fatigue. I don't. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, friend. So, I did not know that happened to you, but I don't. Yeah, think this was way before I knew you. This was in 2013. So. Well, I knew you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, thank you for sharing. I'm. I hate that that happened to you, but I'm not surprised it happened to you. Um, because I worry about all of my. I especially I worry about all of my black friends or people of co- my friends of color, but I especially be worrying about like my black male friends, um, that fit this unrealistic, unreal, stupid stereotype of a scary black man, and I'm just like that. Don't even make sense. Um, right. And it actually, uh, it brings me to, uh, I don't know if y'all saw the post from Anne Hathaway. She's a white actress. She said. Yes, yes. Then the Shade Room or somebody uh, yeah, put it on Instagram. The Shade Room posted it and it says, the murder of Naya Wilson <clears throat> makes you rest in power and peace. She was denied. I'm sorry. Let me start over. The murder of Naya Wilson makes you rest in power and peace. She was denied here is unspeakable and must not be met with silence. She is not a hashtag. She was a black woman and she was murdered in cold blood by a white man. White people, including me, including you, must take into the the marrow of our privileged bones the truth that all black people fear for their lives daily in America and have done so for generations. White people do not have the equivalence for this fear of violence. Given those givens, we must ask our white selves how descent, how decent, I'm sorry, are we really now in our intent? Not in our intent, but in our actions, in our lack of action. Please pray, please, peace and prayers and justice for Naya and the Wilson family. And I was just like, you know, I certainly appreciated it because it's always nice to see a white person advocating for what black people have been saying for years, um, generations, you know. But then it's just like, here's another white person who's saying this. And I'm not discrediting it by any means. I just hope it. I just hope it legitimately means something and I hope it really charges other white people who have been thinking differently to really wake up and realize that a privilege exists for them that they they have never had to think about. And if we keep going on the route that we're going, we'll never have to think about. So I will say I really and truly appreciate my my true, my real 
allies. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that too. Agree with that too. Because, you know, some of them, I mean, I don't even want to spend no time talking about them, but, you know, some of them don't be doing it for the right reasons and they really, behind closed doors, ain't true to it. And so, for the real ones, I really do appreciate them. Yeah, same. And I guess this goes for any of my marginalized identities. It's like when you have an ally, you really need to appreciate them. So, certainly, certainly. Well, on a lighter note, Shaq, we can kick it over to you. Ooh, yeah, friend. Um, so, what y'all want to talk about first? My the, the daiquiri of the day, or um, or Bay Search daiquiri. Oh, what what huh? was about to say? I was like, go on and tell us about Bay. Okay, go listen to Jasmine. Well, y'all can be mad because I am <laughs> off of my rotation. Um, so do y'all watch Insecure? I know you do, Erica. Yes. Jasmine, do you watch Insecure? <laughs> oh, okay then. Well, look, we need to have us a virtual watching party here soon because you know they got to come out with the new. Um, but Lawrence season. ain't gonna well, be in the city anyway. gonna be on time. I, I, I listen. I was hurt about it. I was hurt. And I shared it on social media, and I think I had sent it to Erica, um, but I think she had already seen it. Didn't, had, didn't I send it to you, Erica? Yeah, you didn't hear my shade. Oh, what you say? I said you ain't going to be on time for the watch party. Damn. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> what you're not going to do is play me. Do you, you hear play me? play yourself. Yes, sir. You, you're not going to play me. And I, Anyway, um, so I am off of my hotel. Let me tell y'all, I couldn't talk about the base search last Hell, all summer, which that only been one podcast episode, but I just couldn't talk about it because I have been, I just went through a period where I just felt like being a hoe and I was on my rotation. So I just, um, yeah, that's just the best, that's the cleanest and best way to put it. And so, uh, Jasmine looking like, um, <laughs> like, so I was on my, I was on my rotation and I'm off of it now. And so I've been, as the old folks say, keeping my legs closed. But let me <laughs> tell y'all about my base search because I need some advice. I've gotten DM by two people and one of them on Facebook. First of all, do Facebook DMs count as true DMs? Yes. It's still your inbox that nobody can because see. Because, you know, sometimes... Right. And you know, sometimes if if you're not friends with somebody, when somebody DMs you, it comes in as a request. Well, I'm friends with them. Okay. And every time I log on to Facebook, every time this person stays on Facebook. I'm every time I log, my light turns green, my little circle turns green, I'm gonna get a message. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, handsome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop. Mm-mm. Like Yes. And I'm like, okay, if I, because at the very beginning, I was like, oh, you know, so-and-so just being nice. Let me respond. Because, you know, I'm a nice person. Ain't I friend? Um, I plead the fifth. No comment. <laughs> and then, look, Jasmine, look around the room. See, I can't stand y'all. Anyway, um, I'm a nice person, so I responded. But then I was like, wait, this is not what I'm thinking it is. Similar to the last situation when I was just completely oblivious. Anyway, y'all. I was finally like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not responding. And I bet if I were to get, you know what? I'm finna log on to Facebook on my computer. And by the time I get off here, if I don't get no, um, if I don't get hit up, my name going to be John from now on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I just didn't know how to respond to the one on Facebook. Cause it's just been, so, it's like the annoying kind. Now the one on Instagram, I, I wasn't interested. So I just didn't say nothing. Is that bad? If, I'm, if you just what you supposed to do? How you how do you lay somebody down easily? Put them down easily. 
Oh, I have one. So a couple of episodes back, so back I was talking about this guy who um, we had um, met on Tinder and we were texting, but the conversation was just so bland and it was just, it was just dry as the Sahara. And so, but he would keep, I would like, I would deliberately not say anything, which isn't my first go, my first thing to do, but I would deliberately not say anything so that I, we could just stop talking. And he would like hit me up, you know, a day or so later talking about, hey, and I'm like, you aren't getting a hint. So I really like to let people know. So I texted him and I was like, hey, I appreciate you, I appreciate you for reaching out, but I just got a lot of stuff going on right now and I'm just not able to continue conversation. Um, and so he's like, okay, cool. I respect your grind, stay in touch. And I'm like, I'm not. But thanks, you know, like I didn't say that back, but I'm thinking to myself, like th- this was my farewell. Well, you better than me because I don't say nerves, nothing. So, yeah, I was trying to say because I don't. Well, that's what I was wondering. It's like, well, dang, do you not say this person? Because I don't want to be like, hey, I'm not interested in you when it's clearly just two messages, like a, a DM slide. But then it ain't enough for for me. Now, now the Facebook person, I could easily be like, I'm not interested in you. But the Instagram is like, well, I can't say nothing because then it could be, I could get played and be like, dang, I was just, you know, they could be like, dang, I was just saying, hey, and then you tell me something I ain't interested. Dang, it's like that, you know. What did the person in the DM say on Instagram if you can share? Oof, child, I don't remember. Uh, one of them was, the first one was a emoji with the heart eyes on one of my pictures on my story. And then the other one was like, hey, handsome. It says, hey, handsome, exclamation point. Oh, Okay. I mean, I think you can still, I mean, well, we all know what ignoring messages will do. Okay. <clears throat> we got a long message today in the group chat from somebody <laughs> who had been ignoring the person. Man. Uh, I, oh, hold up. I ain't seen my, um, I ain't seen this. T- tell me what's going on. You being petty. You didn't see this. You this shit. <laughs> Stop playing. That's your boo. I'm going to go ahead and send him your number. <laughs> I mean, don't send that. Do not send that boy my number, Jasmine. He doesn't send me a whole novel. I don't think that it's. <laughs> I don't Shoot. think that it's wrong to ignore people, but I think on the, on one hand, it's not wrong to ignore them in those situations per se. Is it nice? Maybe not, but it's not wrong. But I think you got to deal with the consequences if that's the route you take, and they don't catch the hint. And I think if it's really annoying to you. You gonna have to address it or stop complaining about it. Not saying that anybody. Did we talk it, about this instance on the podcast yes, before? Yes, we did. Maybe some. I mean, it's definitely been a conversation. So, so this person, they they wrong because it's at least been months and months of no response, it's and then they just up and talking about. We was in Atlanta you not Easter talking to me. weekend. Easter. I no. Friend, what? Wait a minute. We were, we were in Atlanta <laughs> Easter weekend. <laughs> Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. It was <laughs> was it yes. Easter? I'm I'm mixing up my birthday trip with me, you, and Candace. No, we it was and Easter the weekend. Trip. The podcast trip was in April. Mm-hmm. Show was because we went. To I was mixing the trips up too because I was gonna say it was cold outside, it was but it was not cold. Friend, remember? Yes, because I had to leave. So- I'll so be it's been, you know, <laughs> sprinkles of messages since April, and you ain't got no response. And it, what what month is it? And you ain't never, ain't respond. never respond. It's August first, and then you want to send me a novel. April to May, my May God, to June, today. June to July, July to August, August September. I mean, 
That's four months. It's been four months. I'm sorry. Well, he probably looking at that old ass graphic on our podcast like, damn, when they going to get a new one? <laughs> and so that's probably why he's still trying to reach out. He's like, let me help them. In due time. When our sorry ass editor, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right in due time. Anyway. Y'all don't, hold on, friend. Don't go too far. We got to get it heard. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So. I guess keep us posting on what you end up doing if you they'll let him down verbally or if you just get him a cold shoulder. And will. Anyway, so I got a random question of the day because I, I like to do this. This is going off our question that we asked at the beginning of the podcast. What y'all take? Because see, originally I was going to ask this question a different way, but then I was like, Mm-mm, I ain't going to be accusing nobody of doing this. So I'm going to ask it this way. What is your take on hookups, on, um, hookups at conferences? Like, are they appropriate? Yeah, what's your take on it? Kicking it over to Nurse Jay. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to monopolize. Uh-uh, you seem to defer and just a at the right person time. can see when they're doing that. Yeah. Whatever um, you do in your personal time, that's your choice. Just not in Just your bedroom. Just not in my bedroom. Well, definitely not in my bed. Okay. What about you, uh, Sister Holland? Um, I think that's if if I agree. If that's what you're looking for, and when you're at the conference, if that's one of the check marks you want to check off, do what you got to do. Just be safe. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm not against it. I don't think it's something that I would necessarily do. And I also just, if I'm honest, like I ain't never really been in position to do all of that. You know, I don't even be, I be so tired at conferences, to be honest. Uh, I, I just don't even be thinking I about I be tired it. after. I be tired during, after, and then not honestly, like, no boost. Like, I'm not even here to sugarcoat nothing. I wasn't even, I was sick the last conference I went to. I had a whole sinus infection. So I was just trying to get the most of my money and the people who had sponsored me to go and get to the bed by myself. <laughs> so okay. well thank you thank you so much for answering my last thing is our decorator of the day I want some people to try this if they haven't already and I learned this one from my friend um, this one is crown sprite and crayon apple um, I have enjoyed mixing those together so if you like crown if you like whiskey make sure over the next Got two weeks or so money. you grab you some crown royal you mix it with <laughs> And I got my whiskey. <laughs> you make sure you get your Crown Royal, mix it with a little bit of Sprite, and put you some crayon apple juice in it. And I'm telling you, it's going to touch your soul. That's what we had in Atlanta. And if you don't like... Easter weekend. Yes. Yes. Maybe it'll make you... Uh, if you drink it, maybe it'll make you start uh, taking your friend's phone and start <laughs> responding to somebody uh, for them. Or if you ain't if you ain't too careful, it'll make you get um put out the club for falling asleep Say at the that. bar. Say um, that. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> and then forcing all the rest of your friends who wide awake to uh have to go home too. But you know, that's all right. That's all right. People do that. It's gonna it's gonna make you twerk in the Uber. That's what it make you do. That's <laughs> that's just irresponsible behavior if you ask me. Erica Holly. Oh, well, it's good that everybody oh, is then, able then, to. you know, when your friends get you so, home, you want to talk their ear off. Then when they, when they put you to bed, they decide they hungry, then you get mad when they leave your ass to get some food. 
Right. Anyway, that's for a different conversation. I, that, I feel like there's a word. Can't stand de- dealing with people like that. Oh. We know you can't, friend. We know you can't. Anyway, and if you don't like whiskey, say you're more of a clear drinker. Um, this is a drink that I used to drink. It's two alcohols in one. So um, it's a lemonade reader. You know, they, they've been marketing those as limited time only since they came out about four years ago. And they ain't <laughs> never stopped selling them. Every, they, every, even on the little box, it says limited time only. And it's like, OK, well, why can I? They came out in the summer. I'm like, OK, it's winter. Why can I still order them? But anyway, so mix you a little lemonade reader with vodka. Um, and if you think you need a, something extra to dilute it a little bit, put some lemonade in it. Um, but if you don't need that extra, just do the lemonade reader and vodka. Let me tell you, it will have you feeling lovely. A lovely. Yes. I don't like vodka, though. It has never done anything for me. And it took me a while to realize it because, you know, Amsterdam vodka, it was always on sale. When it, while I Well, friend, I mean, you can't judge vodka on getting Amsterdam now. Wait a minute. Well, that's just like judging whiskey on getting some damn R&R or E&J. Well, I've had Ciroc as well. And I just I didn't like it. Like it doesn't it doesn't create an effect in me. You know what I mean? And so it's just I mean, wasting it. Mm, Okay. I mean, I'm just I'm just selling it like it to y'all is. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I guess when we tr- well, we already had that, friend. I guess you- I'm gonna need you to try this lemonade reader with me when uh, we get um, together again. Which needs to be you know be we soon. have the luxury of getting together so often. Yeah. Y'all, my friend is gonna help me make an ottoman. <laughs> Look at Jasmine. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, Jasmine can travel everywhere else. She can travel to Atlanta. That's all I got whoa, to say. She just whoa. went to where you go this, this past Phoenix week? and Las Vegas and Arkansas. That's fine. You, you gonna meet me halfway? Pardon me. Why? I didn't, you didn't Did you know? just disrespect? You uh, wait a minute. Did you just disrespect Arkansas? Little Rock was halfway. Arkansas, friend. What, what are we going to do halfway? Let's figure it out. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't think so. Mm. But see, I, I get on the plane for your ass plan, for 24 hours. I come out there. I, I flew out there. Help you find a place. And came back. Uh, and went to work. To, you know what? We're not going to bring up the good deeds that's been that's done. That's because she want to complain. From Tyler to from Baton Rouge. That's because she want to complain. From Baton Rouge to Tyler to visit with you. Moving, moving on. Ain't nobody complaining. She ain't going to talk Thank about you. that. I helped to unpack a house. Do I need to do, I I need to, do a rush I closing like I did last week? house. You said what? Do I need to close the show like I did last week? Because it's showtime. Go on, right on Go with on it. To close the show because the show is what? Over. Ooh, people got attitudes. Anyway, follow us on social media, Facebook, Books to Bill Podcast, IG, Books to Bill Podcast, Twitter, Books to Bills. And then you guys can send an email or a text message because don't nobody be emailing us. They send a question via text. <laughs> and if y'all want to send us some money, cash up us at Books to Bills also. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs>